Testing, testing, mic check, mic check. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? It's been a minute. I don't even remember the last uh, live I was on. It must have been like at least two weeks ago, maybe more than that, but we're back. We're back. It is uh, September 29th. September flew by uh, 1130 p.m. where I'm at. <coughs> Cannot believe that September flew by, but October is like one of my favorite months. I'm like, I'm big into Halloween and stuff like that. I should, I should actually post up some of the, the decoration I put up. I'm such a dork with Halloween. I'm like stupid stoked for uh, Halloween ends. I hope, I hope it's a good wrap up to the new trilogy. I thought the last two movies were good. We got big Torin in the room. What's up, Torin? We got my man Steve. What's up, Steve? Torin says I'm uh, still hot in Texas. Ooh. Dude, it's getting cold up here in the Northeast, Torin. Um, I think it was like in the 40s already, <coughs> which is kind of crazy, but I guess it makes sense. I mean, the other day it was like um, late 70s, so like almost 80 degrees, and then when it hits nighttime, it gets it gets pretty cold. But um, yeah, yeah, just to finish my, my uh, quick rant, as far as like the Halloween franchise, and I know this is not MMA, but you guys know how we do. We just kind of cover whatever. Um, <laughs> But I... The first two original movies are, are like two of my favorite films. Then the two ones from this new trilogy, I think the first one was in 2018. Um, I count those and then we'll see what this one's like. Hopefully this one is good. They better not kill Michael Myers because I'm going to be pissed. <clears throat> Steve says it's starting to get cold in Man Montana, high 60s, low 40s. Oh, wow. <clears throat> you know what though, Steve? Like... I like this weather, man, you know, um, I really don't mind all the seasons to be honest. Like I, I even embrace winter because you gotta, you know, there's like positives to like snow and winter. It's like a, a different experience, <clears throat> especially during the holidays. If you celebrate and stuff like that, it's cool to have like a snowy Christmas and uh Thanksgiving, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, like if it drags out too long and it's too cold with too much snow, like I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan, you know. But um, you know, 50 degrees is like perfect. 50 to 60, it's like hoodie weather, light jacket, you know, boots and jeans. <clears throat> I like it. It's like my favorite uh favorite time of the year, favorite weather. Torrance says some places don't see the four seasons. Yeah, I know, man. <clears throat> Eric says, "What's up, Eric?" Michael Myers survived getting his head cut off. He's never going to get killed. Bro. <clears throat> okay, so I don't know if you guys have seen the new trilogy, um, the previous two movies, but kind of a, kind of spoilers. I mean, it's been out for a little bit. This dude was beat by a mob, <laughs> like with baseball bats, pitch, pitchforks. He was shot, stomped out, like all this crap, and he still was alive. So they're going back to like the supernatural kind of spiritual route, which I, I kind of like the realism, like with the, the, um, the kind of spiritual kind of like uh mysterious aspect, like mixed in. I don't want them to be like too human, like the Rob Zombie movies. I feel like when they take away the, the, you know, the question mark, like, is he, is it like a demonic thing? Is this like, what the hell is going on? Is it a possession thing? I feel like when they completely take that away, it kind of takes away from the character. Like, I like the mystery of him, <clears throat> but I don't like him when they get too wacky with it. Like, he shouldn't be able to lift a car, you know? <clears throat> but, um, 
he takes a ton of damage and it's kind of like you see him in his new trailer he's getting he's getting beat up by laurie she's like 80 years old <laughs> like come on guys like a grandma cannot kill michael myers like if a grandma could kill michael myers how scary is he like we could all beat him anyway anyway um so guys what do you think about a uh, bone nickel he's officially uh signed with the ufc Torrance says, I mean, this one is called Halloween End, so assuming that it's going to be the end of the Halloween series, it has to be considered as called Halloween Ends. It, it might, Torrance. I don't know, man. I mean, the thing is, like, when it comes to money, man, like, they, they keep things going, you know? So, Michael Myers is kind of like a cash cow. Like, they always come out with a new sequel. But um, I like what they did with this new trilogy. It's actually, it's pretty fun. It's pretty good. Like, well done. <coughs> I saw Tony, uh, going back to the MMA world, I saw Tony uh, ripping on DC. Um, I guess he's upset that DC's like hinting at retirement. And it's it's like, uh, man, I like I flipped back and forth with, with Tony, you know? It's like after the last fight, I'm like, I wasn't screaming for his retirement because honestly, he didn't do... He didn't do terrible. He didn't get like obliterated. I mean, but he definitely looked a lot slower to me. He didn't he didn't look as sharp as like the Chandler fight. So I kind of had an opinion of like, you know, it's it's been quite a few losses in a row. You know, Tony's made his mark. He's a legend. Maybe he should hang it up and coach and stuff like that. But I'm like putting myself in Tony's shoes. And when you love what you do and you still believe in yourself and minus the the Michael Chandler fight, you know, Tony's not getting like knocked out cold and, and wrecked like that. Well, he got he got messed up with Gaethje, but but, you know, overall, he's not getting knocked out back to back to back like Chuck Liddell, like towards his end. So it's like for people to tell you what to do to like stop doing what you love. It's got to suck, you know, um, screw it. As long as he has the right matchups. Let him fight, man. Let him fight. Screw it. Like, I thought Nate was a good matchup for him. It was, like, fair, you know, to see where they're at. Um, match him up with other kind of, like, fringe top 10 guys, you know. Maybe they somebody out of the top 10. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Tony Ferguson fan. It sucks to see any of these guys, like, slow down like that. <clears throat> because you think about, like, what kind of beast they were. But that's just the nature of the game. It's just, you know, that's his life. It's like this rotation you know, it is what it is in combat sports, right? Like, even in, like, basketball, football, like, you know, Michael Jordan slowed down at one point. It just is what it is. <clears throat> but um, what else is going on in the MMA world? I was thinking about Believe You Me with Bisbing, and I haven't listened to it in a while. I used to, that was, like, one of my go-to podcasts to listen to to kill time. And I thought uh, Bisbing and Anthony Smith were a good combination. Uh, definitely better than Luis Gomez and uh, Bisbing. But I like I don't know what's going on. I know the podcast is still active. I just haven't listened to it in a bit. <clears throat> Steve says, um, you see for the first DC versus Jones fight, DC a testosterone level of seven thousand uh nanograms. I think that's nanograms, right? Compared that to a normal person who has a level between three hundred to a thousand. Wow. What's going on, Jurek? Hey, hey Jurek, thanks for hopping in, man. Good to see you, brother. Wow, I did see that, Steve, and it's fishy, man. And, you know, <clears throat> it's crazy. Like, I'm not going to throw DC under the bus and flat out say he was juicing. You know what I mean, Steve? But if a person... Okay, like, so there's like a saying, 
and it's like a you know there's a theme it's like if a person lies to you about a small thing that's inconsequential they'll lie to you about a big thing so dc 100 cheated on the scale by pushing out on the towel and i remember man i remember arguing with people they were they were like telling me that it didn't make a difference and i'm like you're out of your mind they've replicated it like on videos like you can push down on a tall towel or put your fingers on a counter. One finger on a counter could take off like two to three pounds. So without question, he cheated at the scale, you know? And people are telling me, no, no. So DC finally comes clean with it because there was like no denying. Like I saw other fighters calling him out. Like, cause I follow Ensign Inui and um, Ensign called him out. That's like an MMA legend, old school fighter for, for the, those of you guys that don't know. I got an interview with him up, by the way, on the channel in the interview playlist. But uh, Ensign like just called him out. He called him a liar, you know. <clears throat> so if he did that at the scale, and it's always the person pointing the finger, right? It's like the person pointing the finger the hardest is usually the one with skeletons in her closet. <clears throat> Steve says DC with a towel can make <laughs> one fifty five. Make Tony versus DC. Bro, Steve, I don't think DC can make... Maybe DC's leg can make 155, man. He's a big boy right now. He's a big boy. Habib is a big boy, too. Habib is like... um, They said Habib's over 200, you know? Habib is like... They said he was like 205, 210 or something like that, which is insane. Uh, Torrance says uh, Bo Nickel, he is, is a beast. He has a fight at 282. Oh, yeah, I saw that, Torrance. I think he's the real deal, man. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that without a doubt he's gonna be champ. I like I don't agree with that. Like, you know, because there's like a lot of question marks. And um, you know, you guys know I threw that video up. I kind of already ranted on this, but I think potential-wise, I mean, the guy looks good. He's finishing people um in different ways. I mean, he's got that super elite wrestling background, so he's definitely gonna be a threat for like so many people just with that wrestling. Because it's such a strong base, you know. Um, wrestling's a real strong base, and so is uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. <clears throat> like, you could have an awesome striking base, but I don't feel like that's going to, like, get you too far in MMA unless if you could, like, wrestle or grapple. Because once guys get you to the mat, it's pretty much a wrap. You can't really, like, utilize that striking game. <clears throat> so, you know, people like Izzy were, like, smart because they really worked on their takedown defense. So, like, now that elite striking game you know, pays like dividends in, in their career. <clears throat> but like the great Mark the Hammer Coleman said, if you can't wrestle, you can't fight. You know, it's 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 important, man. You gotta you gotta be able to wrestle. Uh Steve says uh Bo Nickel versus Hamzat Chimayev grappling match. Who you got? Oh man, Steve, that's a that's a great one, man. Shit, how about we break it down? We say a straight wrestling match and a and a grappling match with submissions. If it's like grappling with submissions, Steve, like I'm gonna give it to um Hamza because I feel like with his like sambo background, I think he's very well well versed in BJJ. Um maybe I'm a little ignorant to Bo Nichols uh overall grappling game, but I probably would give the edge in, in submission grappling to Hamza. Uh that's just me. Um, pure wrestling, I don't know, man. I don't know, Steve, because Hamzat's like 
he's like some other level with his wrestling, but but Bone Nickel was like uh, he's elite too. You know, he um he wrestled like try to get into the, he was in the Olympic trials, he didn't make it, but even being in the Olympic trials is like a huge accomplishment. And it's like a game of inches at that high level. Like he could be gold medalist good. <clears throat> but this is like one of those things like, you know, you could have a bad night of sleep the night before where it counts. And then you, you have a match and you don't do well, you know, but it doesn't mean that you're not like gold medal level, you know, um, on any given night. So him versus Hamzat in a straight wrestling match. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I think it's different styles of wrestling, too. <clears throat> Jurek says, um, rumors I heard Anderson wants to fight Fader in his last MMA fight. Your thoughts? Wow, Jurek. I saw something about that. They want to do it in Japan. Um, <clears throat> my thoughts are, uh, <clears throat> I think it's, we kind of got to take what we got, right? It's like, we can't use a time machine because there's, there's not one that's invented. Um, <laughs> To, to bring Prime Fedor into present day and to bring Prime Anderson in present day and have them fight at a catch weight, um, that would be like absolutely epic. You know, two of the greatest in mixed martial arts, but we get them, you know, past their prime older. I would tune in, you know, for like the nostalgia factor. I wouldn't like, okay, like depending on who wins, I wouldn't put too much weight on like who's better overall, you know, because they're both out of their prime. They're not fighting at their very best. So I would just view it as like a fun nostalgia fight, you know, for the fans and um, like such a treat. <clears throat> who do I think will win? <clears throat> it's tough to say. I mean, I think at this point, it's... I. I it's tough to say. I really don't know. I probably would say 50-50. Like, I, I could make an argument for both guys. Um, It would be fun. It would be fun. I would I would tune in. Torrance says, um, am I the only one who finds uh kind of funny now that Ferguson has been losing and, and seemed to be in a decline? McGregor wants to poke fun at him. But when Tony was winning, McGregor was signing his head. <clears throat> um... It, I know what you're saying, Torin. It's kind of sad. I mean, I I do see that kind of stuff when when guys are not at their best. They want to be called out. You know, guys call them out. Excuse me. Um, Connor's a character, man. It, I don't even mean that in a good way at this point. Like I used to be a Connor fan. Um, way back when he first hit the scene, I felt like Connor was like kind of humble but confident. He was funny, had a fun personality. He was really good on the mic, like playful. Now I just feel like the guy is, um, and I might be ruining my chances of ever one day talking to Connor, uh, <laughs> in some alternate universe because he's kind of spiteful, but at this point he just comes off as so insecure and just bitter, like weird. And it's like, I know you got all the money in the world. I know you're super famous, but he's just, he just comes off again. as so, uh, spiteful, bitter, um, negative, kind of toxic. Um, who was he just coming at? He was just coming at Bisbing for no reason. He was like, uh, talking about like Bisbing's acting career, making fun of him. And he's all bragging up that he's in the Roadhouse remake. And it's like, dude, we haven't even seen the movie. We don't even know how big your role is. We don't know how your acting is. Maybe your acting is atrocious. So it's like kind of like slow your roll, like being so cocky with the acting stuff. Um, but in all fairness, like I know why he does it. He's doing it to to have people talk about him the way that I'm talking about him now. 
You know, it's outrageous, unpredictable, crazy, you know, offensive. It gets people talking. <clears throat> I don't really care for it, to be honest. I mean, Connor's kind of like, he's getting on my nerves, to be honest. <laughs> just to be truthful, like, he's just irritating me. Torrance says, uh, Ferguson called out McGregor many times. He was uh, super signed, no response. Prime Tony was a nightmare matchup for pretty much anybody at a lightweight. Okay, Steve's touching on the, the grappling uh, match between Hamza and uh, Bo Nickel. Steve says, pure wrestling, I got to give it a bow. Winning NCAA is equal to winning uh, Russia Junior National Championships. Hamza placed third while Bo won three-time NCAA. Yeah, Division One. Both are BJJ blue belts. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, with... um. And this may apply to uh to Bo Nickel as well, Steve. Um, I know like their official ranking is like blue belt or purple belt. I I think, yeah, I think last time I saw Hamza was a a blue belt. Uh, maybe I'm confused. I, for some reason, I thought it was a purple belt, but um, they could be like black belt level, you know. Um, me and <laughs> Chris Lytle talked about this. Um, actually, in one of the interviews that I have up, uh, and I I know this from you know, personal experience too. Like you don't have to be like ranked belt wise, um, to be really, you know, really good at like submission grappling. You could be black belt level with no official belt, technically a white belt <laughs> in the BJJ rankings. Um, Hamzat's pretty damn good with, uh, with his submission grappling. Um, I got to do more research on bow, but they both could be close to, to brown belt, black belt level. But yeah, both accolades in wrestling are like impressive. I was actually watching some of his highlight reels, uh, Steve, from his pure wrestling. I mean, just another level stuff, next level stuff. Like his movement, his mechanics, his his takedowns, his defense, <clears throat> his uh his body like awareness, <clears throat> his technique. I mean, incredible, incredible, high high level. Steve says, I think Prime versus Prime, Fader has the advantage. Fader, the OG Sambo grappler, Fader was able to figure out Crow Cop, so I think he could figure out Anderson. Still would be a great fight. I agree with that, Steve. I think Prime Fader uh, beats Prime Anderson. I'm, I'm on the same page with that. Um, Steve says, uh, McGregor tried to step in on UFC 249, saying when Tony pulled out, <clears throat> he would step in, but when Habib pulled out, he said he ain't no backup fighter. Oh, I think I remember that. So in essence, he did duck Tony. Yes, I think I remember that, Steve. <clears throat> Jurek says, you you can be a prodigy in striking or grappling and have the rest of your skills average. Still have a good career, but depending on your talent and will. Yeah, that's that's true, Jurek. <clears throat> that's so true. You know, I was going to do a video. This is kind of random. Um... Because I love Yoel Romero and Romero's still doing his thing in Bellator. Like the guy's, the guy's a phenom, still looking like a beast. Granted, he's beating like, you know, lower tier guys because I think overall Bellator is like a little bit lower than the UFC by a tad. But some guys are UFC level. But I just think overall, you know, most of the Bellator roster is like, you know, just, just below. Uh, but it's still, it's still impressive. The guy's an animal. Um, I was watching his like fight style and like his techniques and stuff like that. He's got a really interesting style. You know, um I was gonna, I was actually going to do a video breaking down like his skill set and um some of the tricks he does and 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 things in the cage. I think it would be a fun video. 
Uh, especially for me because I like Yoel a lot. So I love you. I love you, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you, Romero is like super unorthodox on the feet. Um, a lot of like unpredictability. He relies on like his explosion and athletic athleticism. Um, he does have technique, but if it wasn't for like his speed and, and athleticism, he would be in trouble standing. You know, there's a lot of guys like more technical than him and that do things uh, more by the book and co- quote correctly. <coughs> but Yoel's effective. I mean, there's there's doing things right and by the book technique wise and then there's being effective. And it's kind of like Dan Henderson. Um, Dan Henderson wasn't this like really proficient, diverse striker, but he would knock people dead with that right hand. And it was because he had an abundance of power and a threat of the takedown. And he just worked with what he had. You know, he made it work. And he would he would just KO like accomplished strikers. Eric says, um, Dustin let the victories over Connor get to his head. <clears throat> I do notice a, a difference in Dustin Poirier. He's a little bit um I don't know if cocky's the right word. I mean, I'm sure some people would say that, but his his character is a little bit different. He's definitely a little more aggressive. Um, man, I don't know if I don't know if cocky's the right word. I'm trying to use another uh, description or adjective, but I know what you're saying, Eric. I know what you're saying. <clears throat> Steve says, "What do you think of?" Oh, by the way, going back to Dustin, I can't wait for Dustin versus Chandler. Um, who am I rooting for in that fight? I like them both. I mean, honestly. I might be rooting for Chandler, not because <laughs> Kamen says Boba Nickel, <laughs> Star Wars character, Boba Nickel, not because I have an issue with Dustin Poirier. It's just that I would like Chandler to get a, like a, a, a good win. Like I like Michael Chandler. Michael, Michael Chandler is a blue collar fighter. He's a hard worker. He's very inspirational. Seems like a great, great dude. We got Eldridge. What's up? Oh, what's going on, Optics? What's up, brother, man? I'm glad you made the live, even if it's to stop by and say hi. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm I'm good, bro. No complaints, man. Um, You know, just throwing up content here and there. I got to get back to some breakdowns. I got to do some live video breakdowns. I know I've been off camera for a bit, but um, I'll get back to doing those. I have I have fun. Kind of like a similar uh, layout to like Dan Hardy. Um, We got Fan44. What's up, Fan? Fan says, no, I'm late. Eh, I got a little time on here. I mean, it's a little late for me, fan. I have to work tomorrow, but um, I'll stick around for a little more. <coughs> Thanks for joining, man. Um, But going back to, to Poirier versus Chandler, yeah, I think I'm kind of rooting for Chandler. I want Chandler to get a big win. You know, I think Chandler's legit. I think Chandler's um, elite. I want to say he's proven that, and he just seems like a great dude. Natero says, what's up, Slam? What's up, Natero, my guy? How are you, man? Torrance says, um, I want Michael to KO Dustin. <laughs> give him give him a little humble pie. Yeah, like I wouldn't be mad if if uh Chandler wins. I wouldn't be mad. Let's see what we got here. Let me scroll up uh let me see. What do you think of Armin Saruki? And this is Steve versus Demir Ishmagulov fight. Sally, it's only three rounds. Um, I think that's an incredible fight. I think I seen like Demir fight like once. It was uh he fought semi recently ago, right? <clears throat> when I say semi, not like two events ago, but fairly recent. If I'm not confusing him with somebody else, but yeah, he's a beast. Um 
should be an awesome fight. I feel like Armin Sarukian, he's such an animal. I mean, he's so skilled. He's so good. He might, I don't know how old he is, but that guy's the future as well. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff. Like, this new crop of guys coming in. Um, you know who else is freaking amazing? Uh, what's his name? Gamrot. Uh, Gamrot's a freaking animal. He's really good. <clears throat> oh, Eric says, what are your thoughts on the beef between Dan Hardy and MMA Guru? Oh my God, it's funny, dude. Okay, so so honest thoughts. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's it's comical. Um, props to MMA Guru for getting on the map on some level, having a a high profile guy, you know, acknowledge you and go back and forth with you by what whatever methods, even if Guru was like trolling or whatever. Because I know that's like partly part of his thing. Um, <clears throat> I think he does drop some knowledge, some information. He obviously is a big fan of the sport. Um, I'm not sure what his experience level is. I don't really think he's personally experienced with like training or martial arts. Um, some stuff he says from what I've seen, I think it's like kind of pulling strings and getting people to react. I don't know if... You know, I mean, it's kind of like a character to some extent, um, but he has some points, you know, he got some points with some stuff and he obviously like got Dan Hardy to engage and I'm not sure what was it that triggered Dan Hardy. Oh, I think I know what it was. It was like a video or something on Mark Goddard, Goddard, right? The ref, like he was basically saying he's, he messes up or there's like a bias with him <clears throat> from the little bit that I seen. And then, you know, there's like this back and forth of uh, where Hardy and Guru. And I just got to say, like, you know, good for him. Like, no, hey, like, that's not my style. Like, you guys know that I just keep it straight up clean. I just talk to sport. I just do fight breakdowns. I stay away from all that drama. I'm not into that stuff. I don't play like a character. But I don't hate on anyone that does. I mean, do you, whatever. Um He's got a big following, you know, for for a, a quote smaller channel. Like good for Guru, you know. Um, Steve says MMA Guru ten eight Hardy. He got dominated. Oh, he ten he ten aided Hardy. It's funny because honestly, um, to even have Dan Hardy acknowledge you, it's kind of like a win for MMA Guru, right? It, it's like that's already a W. <clears throat> so. But I don't think it's anything serious. I don't think it's um, any real malicious uh, hate or anything like that. I just, you know, they're just having a little fun back and forth. But this is kind of funny. Steve says, uh, Guru said Mark Goddard was biased during the Kobe Usman fight by not allowing Kobe any time after the eye poke. Mm, okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I saw something, man. Dan Hardy came out with like a, a damn near two hour video. And I saw some of the comments, guys were saying that, um, guys were saying that, um, the video was directed to MMA guru. And I'm like, um, I, I guess it was, I don't, I don't know. Um, to my understanding, he didn't mention him, but he had like a beanie on. <laughs> and so says, do you agree that Dan got knocked out by Connor because he didn't turn on his punches? Nah, I don't agree with that. I, I think, um, <sighs> okay. So like. I know there was a criticism with Dan Hardy and his punching technique, 
and he was pouring out like a right hand and he paused on and it looked kind of awkward and he wasn't turning on. I want to say Dan Hardy's a southpaw. So he had like a, a nasty left hook. That's what he was known for. But there's a punch. It's called a casting punch. And Fedor used to throw it. And, you know, there's two ways to throw like a left hook. You can throw a left hook where your thumb is facing the sky. That's more of like a traditional like boxing way. Um, a lot of people throw it where your pinky is facing your opponent. And they, you know, crash into your jaw with the... Um, the index and middle finger knuckle. That's what you're supposed to make contact with. So if you punch with the pinky facing the appoint, uh, opponent, I was going to say appointment, there's a risk that you could break your pinky knuckle and your ring finger knuckle. It's called a boxer's fracture. When you punch with your, when you punch with your thumb facing the sky, it's supposed to be safer for your hand. But you know, um, a lot of guys throw with the pinky facing the guy. And a lot of times guys throw like punches where it's an in-between hook and an in-between overhand. And Fader used to throw these. They're called casting punches. You can look them up. Um, type casting punch on YouTube, Fedor. And it's kind of like an overhand hook. It's weird. It comes out a weird angle. So I don't think Dan was necessarily throwing a punch incorrectly. You know, he... He definitely could have made connection with the proper knuckles on Condit's jaw. I just think that Dan got caught. He 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 just got caught. And as far as like him looking like awkward, yeah, it's a fight. Like you're not gonna throw clean punches the whole time. Like when a guy's throwing low kicks at you, like when you kind of see an opening but it's not there anymore, you kind of go to throw something and then you pull on your punch. You're gonna look awkward and weird. It's not like a video game, you know. Things are not perfect. It's not like a laboratory setting where all variables measured out. It's a fight. You know, Dan has been studying martial arts for like damn for like 30 years. Like he knows how to throw a proper hook. So <clears throat> he just got caught. I mean, simple as that. <clears throat> and I don't think his punch was his punch technique was incorrect per se. Everybody punches differently. I feel like Dan was throwing more of like casting punches. It's like almost like an overhand. Nitro says Dan made a lot of mistakes in that fight, but Condit is a striking genius. Yeah, Condit's Condit's badass. Like, there's no, there's no shame in getting knocked out by Carlos Condit. He's knocked out plenty. Uh, Kamen says, do you think Bone Nickel can can hold down uh, Anderson and Jerry Cannonier? Um, I mean, as far as like straight wrestling technique, you got to give it to like Bone Nickel, but it's tough to say, Kamen, because like. There's a lot of like variables that matter, you know, like MMA is not wrestling. So when you mix in strikes with knees, submissions, um, you know, uh, Jerry Cannonier's natural like brute strength and athleticism. I mean, I would give the edge to Bo Nickel as far as like the wrestling. So I don't think it's impossible that he takes Cannonier down and holds him down. But I think it might be challenging, especially like, you know, Cannonier is like an elite fighter. so. We got to see. We got to see how Bo Nickel... I mean, he's crushing lower tier guys, but we just got to see how his wrestling and overall skill, you know, transfers over, like, against the, like, the elites, the better guys. <clears throat> Eric Gould says, uh, Condit almost KO'd GSP. He did, man. He almost knocked him out with a head kick, and um, GSP said that that was the hardest he's ever been uh, hit in a fight. You know, you guys could look this up. I remember that GSP said that's the that is the hardest someone has hit me in a fight. <clears throat> yep, he said he wouldn't want to fight Condit again. <laughs> that's how hard he got hit. 
Kamen says, I wonder how strong is Bone Echo. He's crazy strong. He's crazy strong. He got like a Ben Askren type physique where he's not, you know, he doesn't look like a Yoel Romero or Costa. But um, those grapplers, man, um, <clears throat> it's just like arm wrestlers because I'm into like uh, arm wrestling and stuff like that. I follow the sport. Those guys have like weird tendon strength in their arms. You know, it's not only their muscle. It's like their bones are strengthened, their tendons. So it's the same thing with like grapplers and wrestlers. Like they develop all these like muscles in your back and core that you normally wouldn't work out if you weren't like a wrestler and grappler. And then their tendon strength, you know, the mechanics, the leverages, um, they just feel real strong for like a lot of reasons. You know, they know how to move their body. He's he's crazy strong. Um, Torrance says, I believe you and GSP are the same age. Uh, Sam, I think he was born in 81. Oh, that's pretty cool. <coughs> GSP is the man. Uh, he's one of my favorites of all time. Oh, Cayman's uh, continuing from um, what Cayman said about Bonico. Um, Cayman says because he doesn't look that intimidating, but he might be way stronger than he looks combined with technique. Yeah, man. That I didn't even read that comment, but yeah, that's that's basically it. Uh, I know I missed some comments. I'll scroll back up, guys. Uh, Steve says he was crazy strong on the mat at Penn State. Man's a different breed for sure. For sure. Torrance says, wasn't you born in 81? I was. I'm an old, I'm an old man now, guys. It goes by quick. You know, it's funny. <coughs> it's like just yesterday I was 15 years old. And um I might be middle aged compared, you know, by some people's standards, but I might I might be creeping into it. It depends who you talk to, but I was just 15 years old yesterday so my advice to like some of the younger crowd is um live your life guys take chances don't have any regrets and i think everybody experiences this like i definitely got some regrets but not heavy regrets because i believe everything happens for a reason but um the shots that i didn't take it's not the ones that i took that i failed it's the ones that i didn't take that haunt me So my advice to you guys, and I know you've heard this from other people, but it's true. A lot of the things I, a lot of the things I've heard growing up from older people, they came to fruition. They were true. You know, one of them is live your life and take chances. You know, you, you have to do it. Don't be afraid to, to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to fail. It's better to have a fond memory of a big failure than a regret of like not taking your chance at all. Kamen says, uh, to be honest, I've seen powerlifters built like bone nickel. I've seen 170-pound guys that are uh, pretty fit but not overly muscular, deadlifting close to 800. Yeah, man. It's uh, the human body's interesting. You don't have to be, you don't have to look like Paulo Costa to be like super strong. <clears throat> it's like, you know, this technique, leverages, conditioning. Steve says, I got Oliveira. I imagine, um, okay, Natero says, I think Islam will beat Oliveira. It's a close one. I mean, um, I think I'm going to give the edge to Charles, but like not by a lot. Like it's so close to me, guys. I got it like 55, 45 Charles, you know, only because I feel like Charles is a little more proven as far as like competition wise. And he's so threatening in, on different levels. But I, I see the fight going two ways. I feel like, well, several ways, but if, if, Islam's going to win. I think Islam is going to, it's not going to be like beating Charles on the feet. I think he's going to take Charles down. It's a good possibility. He neutralizes Charles with the wrestling ground and pound, maybe gets a TKO. Um, 
or just like a decision, dominant decision, just wash, rinse, repeat, take, take Charles down, control him, avoid getting subbed. But um, it could go another way. Charles can knock him out on the feet. That's very possible. Uh, Charles could submit him on the ground. That's that's possible. We we you know it's a guy that has the most submission victories in the UFC for a reason. It's it's an amazing fight. It's like such a treat to have two guys in their absolute prime at that level. It's it's I can't wait. It's gonna be a great fight. <clears throat> Torrance says you're 14 years older than me. I'm 27. Torrance, you got your whole life ahead of you, bro. 27 is so young, man. It's so young. <clears throat> Under 35, right? Anything under 35, still crazy young. You could do anything you want in life. Natil says, I just think Habib in his corner telling him what to do is going to be hard for Islam to use. That's another factor. Yeah, definitely. I think Habib has a great mind for uh, MMA. And the thing is like, Habib, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Habib is like, was amazing at what he did. He didn't deviate. He didn't fight for the crowd. He just fought to win based on his game. And it's like, I feel like he'll keep Islam in line. You know, I, I, I feel like Islam, to me, I feel like Islam is better than Habib as far as like skill set, because I think like the grappling and the wrestling is comparable, but I feel like Islam is more comfortable standing and he's got more potential for like growth. That's just my opinion. <clears throat> Torrance says ESP did a list of who should McGregor return opponent be. They had Justin Gaethje on this. I like Gaethje. That's a great one. I think that's a great fight. Connor could definitely lose that fight against Gaethje. Gaethje's an animal. Um, but also Gaethje could lose that one because uh, Poirier beat Gaethje. He just kind of, you know, weathered the storm and with the precision striking the combinations, he, he um, you know, he uh, pick, picked uh, Gaethje apart. And um, Connor is very precise. That one could go either way. Who would I favor? Uh... I don't know. I used to have more faith in Connor, but I think think with his leg injury, his mindset now, being distracted filming movies, I don't know. I may have to give the edge to to Justin Gaethje. He's just been way more active. Yeah, I don't know. Kamen says, what if Gordon Ryan came to MMA? <clears throat> well, I know he's contracted with uh, 1FC, and I think he was supposed to um to enter mixed martial arts and make his debut, I think, in one and his his submission grappling is so high level. It's like just it's such it's on such another level that even being one dimensional, that one dimension he has is it's extremely difficult to deal with. I think he would beat so many guys. I think he would beat so many guys just based off of his BJJ skill. But I don't think it would be enough for like the elites. So he definitely has to work on his striking and um, his overall MMA game because it's a different animal. Because it's like that saying, I know you guys heard it, like, you know, you punch a, a black belt in the face to become a brown belt. You know, you punch him again, they become a purple belt and and, and so forth. And um, it's so true. Like, it's not enough. Like, Marcelo Garcia, one of the greatest of all time, I don't know if you guys know who it is, but he's like this smaller, I think he competed at like in the 160s. He's one of the greatest BJJ practitioners, no gi of all time. Um, he, he's up there. Um, Hodger Gracie was gi, but some of the greatest BJJ guys of all time. You got like um, Damian Maya, Jacare Souza. Um, <clears throat> 
above them is going to be like Gordon Ryan, Hadja Gracie, Marcelo Garcia. Marcelo Garcia tried to transition to MMA and it wasn't successful. I, I'm pretty confident he got knocked out in one fight and I, he may have had like one fight, uh, maybe two, but he didn't do well. <clears throat> we got Brandon in the game. Oh, uh, ho hold on one sec, Brandon. Uh, I'll get to your question in one sec. <clears throat> but back to Gordon Ryan. Yeah, I mean, John Donaher is a martial arts genius. He studies all aspects of like fighting and he is Gary Tonin's striking coach and he does striking um, coaching for other guys. And apparently he's really good. He's like super analytical. He knows his stuff, not just in uh, jujitsu. So yeah, Gordon, he's, he has to work on his whole game for sure. For sure. If he wants to do damage in MMA, but out the gate, even without having a complete MMA game or being like good at striking, he's still going to beat so many guys. Uh, Natero says Gordon Ryan beat Dylan Dennis. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, going back to Brandon, what's up, Brandon? Oh, we got Will. <clears throat> what's up, Will? We got a full room tonight, guys. We got all the regulars. Uh, Brandon says, "Hey, what's going on, man? Um, what do you think about Raul Rosa Rosa's Jr.?" I'm not familiar with him, man. Maybe I am, but I just don't, uh, I'm not linking his name. I'm going to have to look into him. I'll get back to you, man. Will says, um, for me, if Connor does return, he should fight Masvidal. Great fight. Great fight, Will. That That's a, it's a fairly even matchup. They both can knock each other out. Um, I, I would expect that one to be competitive. Um, and as far as like a tension fight. It's huge. It's a really big fight that will draw a lot of attention and make a lot of money. That's a that's a great fight. Kamen says, remember when Verdum sub Fader or Kane and Nog? That will always be legendary. Dude, Fabrizio Verdum, I don't know if he gets the proper credit. He's one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. He he tapped out so many good guys. You know, uh right there, you got three world champs right there. Fader or Kane and Nog. You know, Verdum, Verdum is amazing. Um when he tapped out Fader, I was in a in a state of disbelief. I remember that. I think that was like in 2010. Don't quote me on that, but I'm just remembering. I think it was in 2010 when he tapped out uh, Fedor. And part of that was Fedor's fault because he got overconfident and he kind of played into Verdum's game. He was winning the fight. <clears throat> I think he dropped Verdum a, a couple of times. I think the second time... Verdum kind of played possum. He fell on his back and Fader got a little bit overconfident, dove in his guard. And um, Verdum has one of the the most dangerous guards in heavyweight, you know, BJJ history. So that was a mistake. <clears throat> but I was in a state of disbelief. I was like, oh my God. Oh, okay, I know Rosses. Yeah, 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 yeah. 17 year old that got signed to the UFC. Brandon's uh and Eric are schooling me right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw him. I don't I, I didn't really, I didn't see him fight guys. I don't have like a big opinion, but I got to check him out. I get back to you guys. Apparently he's supposed to be like really good. Like, you know, like a phenom and I'm um, a lot of potential. And the fact that he got signed at 17 is in, it's incredible. That's incredible. <clears throat> Torrance says, Kobe coming and hinting that he wants to fight Hamza. Ooh, that's awesome. I saw Hamza put something up. Um, he wants to fight Kobe as well. That's a I love that fight. Natil says so sad. Ferguson Shibatari looks like a shell of himself. Yeah, we were just talking about that, Natura, at the beginning of the live. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of shared the same sentiments before, but I got a stance of like, you know, 
there's things that I'm passionate about. And when you love doing what you do, it's like, you don't want nobody telling you to, to stop doing it. You know, like I know how Tony feels like he just wants to keep fighting. And as long as they match him up with like fair fights, like I'm, I'm good with it. You know, he didn't get like knocked out cold in his last fight against Diaz. He got tapped out, but he, he, he didn't look good in that one. And I don't know if it was the extra weight. He said that he was training for uh, Li Jingliang, so it's a completely different opponent. Maybe he was putting on masks to take some of those like shots. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. He he didn't look in proper shape either. Eldridge says, um, "Who do you think Paulo should fight next? I hope he doesn't let that possible Hamza fight cloud his judgment. Dude is one or two, one or two wins away from a title shot." Yeah, I found the Hamza fight kind of confusing because what do you want to do? Do you want to make money? Do you want to get into like big high profile fights or do you want to fight for the title? So it is an argument like some guys, they want to make that money. You know, they want to quote, get that bag, as they say. <laughs> and I don't blame them, you know, but with the championship belt comes the money anyway, because you get like a cut into the pay-per-view buys. So that's another incentive of being a champ. And, you know... Uh, I'm not going to say everybody could be rich, but a lot of people could be rich. You know, even less of a percentage could be a world champ. So I think, I think chasing the gold, you know, at one point in your life to say that you were the best in the world at something is just absolutely incredible. So he may have to like reevaluate his goals and decide what he wants to do. The Hamza fight is fun, but yeah, cost has a lot of potential. I think, there is a path where Costa becomes champ one day. You know, he's he's a he's a physically gifted dude. He's skilled. He's very tough. You never know. <clears throat> you never know. But guys, um, it is twelve twenty. I actually have to work tomorrow. I'm cutting this one like a little bit short. It's like fifty minutes, ten ten minutes short of an hour. Um, what the usual is. I think my record is like two hours. <laughs> But um, hey guys, I appreciate you all so much for hopping in the live. Um, really, really do appreciate it. I'm not just saying that and like the support. You guys are the best, and uh, you guys have a nice night and nice or nice day wherever you're at. And um, I'll get up with you guys on the next live. And um, everyone take care. All right, later, guys. <laughs>